Welcome back as we get into hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board. Good to have you as always. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin bringing you this segment of the show. And don't forget, at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they have uh, right now, uh, they're trying to keep the jingle in your pocket. And that is right now, no payments, no money down, no interest for a year. So you can get into 2024 before you even have to start thinking about it. But you can right now make your home uh, more valuable. You can make it more economical, more beautiful in many different ways. And don't worry about installing year-round and in the cold weather months because they seal off the room, open up the window, put in the new one, and you're done before you even know it. And it's like they were never there. And then they do that throughout the entire house. So that way you're not losing. It's not like busting out all your windows and the whole house is going to be cold and it's going to take you two days to heat it back up. Nay, nay. They get it done, they get it done quick, and they get it done right. And that is our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. But you can't do anything if you don't call and you don't email them. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com for that free in-home consultation, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI, and see for yourself. Uh, the question we had in the last hour was, with what we saw on Monday night with the Green Bay Packers and the way they played, um... Is it sustainable? Is it Could it get a little better every week? I'm not saying they have to play dramatically better, but could it get more sustainable? And could they be better and actually continue to win? Now, there are people that are the, the, the glooms day or maybe just a hardcore, harsh realis, uh, reality people, uh, realists that say there's no way, no way in hell. But... You know, if you eventually, uh, you, you've got a decent offensive line. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but a def- decent offensive line that's been able to run the football as of late. Uh, A.J. Dillon has been uh, cleared to come back. you got Patrick Taylor, who was a formidable backup, kind of a uh, a little bit slower version of Aaron Jones. But your, your defense, Devontae Wyatt, started to come on in this last game and looked pretty good. Maybe he's starting to get it. Maybe at least if they use the rotation between Kenny Clark and Wyatt and Slayton and Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry, maybe using those bodies, keeping them fresh, maybe they'll be okay. Preston Smith looked pretty good in this last game. Then again, it's against a banged-up offensive line, so how good really are they? You know, Kingsley and Igbari, um, say what you want about the fifth-round draft choice, but he's certainly come on and made his name known. He's played better. Good special teamer. Quay Walker. I mean, he was right play. He had a hell of a first half of the game the other night. He seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Maybe he's getting it, you know. Um, and then there's obviously, you know, guys like Adrian Amos, Rudy Ford, Rasul Douglas, Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander. You're secondary. Now, after that, you start to get thin. I will admit, you start to get thin. So you, can, if there's one area right now on this team that you cannot afford to lose, that's probably your secondary. Maybe you can get by with Tariq Carpenter, Dallin Levitt, but you're yeah, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be pressing it if you think you're gonna get any of those uh those guys to really be up to speed and be a, a formidable secondary. But I think the number one thing that has to happen for the secondary and maybe for that defense in general is just keep tackling the way they did on Monday night. At least they were more sure of tackling than anything. And like I said, maybe it's just the pep and the step. Maybe they just get there a split second sooner, a quarter second sooner, a half second sooner. Instead of it being an arm tackle, it's a shoulder tackle. And maybe things just get a little bit differently just because there's a little belief behind the walls at 1265. We'll see. We'll see. 
877-867-1670. There's a lot of things uh, that, and going back to even Ben's uh, hitting me up saying, you know, what from the other night is sustainable. Um, and when you ask yourself, what can they do better? You know, first of all, I think the fact that they've used play action offensively, they've mixed it up more. They've really become, I don't want to say reliant, but really become better, good, more committed to running the football. I'm not always in agreement of stretch plays and such, but they become better at running the football, okay? Uh, secondy, secondarily, uh, getting Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs in the same field at the same time. I think both you have to account for. Randall Cobb has had, like I said time and again, he's had a pretty good season. Uh, yeah, he was banged up, which always happens, but he had a, he's had a pretty good season. And Lazard just needs to be Lazard, be sustainable. That's it. Just be a guy that can be there, uh, and you're able to hit them and, and move the chains. But I think the biggest thing that, that has to get better, and, and just my opinion, is quarterback play. And I know that doesn't necessarily sound right because Aaron Rodgers coming off a of back-to-back MVP for performances and such, but he's so used to doing it a certain way. You know, it's it's downfield. It's the matchup. I'm going for it. And, and instead, at times much like the interception to Lazard the other night, sometimes if, if Aaron Rodgers kind of retrains the brain and says, you know what, I don't have Jordy, I don't have Devontae, I don't have James, I don't have Greg, uh, can, you know, as the way he used to be, I don't have Donald, I don't have that. If he says, I'm just going to take what they give me, a lot of defenses will give you a lot. We know that, right? And then every now and then you get over the top with Christian or whoever else happens to get open. And then, then you take those shots. But I, we've seen a lot this season where it's just hit the open man. Move the sticks, continue a drive, and they choose not to do it. I think part of it is is just the quarterback play is going to get better. Has to get better, right? And we've said it all along. If this team's going to have a legitimate shot, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers that's going to lead them. The defense can do what the defense does. They can play aggressive. They can blitz. They can... You know, they can, uh, you know, move up and not give such a large cushion. Those are simple, uh, simple things to do. But to me, it's the decision making of the quarterback. You know, if he just takes what's given, moves the sticks, lives to fight another day. And instead of getting a 50 yard, you know, touchdown pass, stack 50 yards in five different plays. Stack 50 yards in 12 different plays. You're still moving the chains. You're eating up clock. You're keeping your defense on the on the sideline. You're scoring points. I to me, and the other thing is, is better in the red zone. Better in the red zone. But it has been a really pleasant surprise to see Keyshawn Nixon be able to do what he's doing in the return game. And special teams have not given knock on wood have not given away a game. I think there's a lot of things that are pretty good right now. Now, as others have pointed out, uh, such as Finn's fan, forget about it. Packers are done this week. Finn's up. Uh, and <laughs> I've seen quite a few people that have said, you know, wait till they, what do they run into this team? What do they run into this Miami team? Wait till they run into a, a new and improved Tua. Wait till they run into, you know, uh, you know, st- uh, you know, what they have over there in, in Miami, the ability for them to, to move the football with Jalen Waddell, Tariq Hill, you know, wait till Raheem Mostert starts running all over them the way he did for San Francisco years ago, and he's still running in that game. You know, Mostert had a huge game against this team, you know. 
Um, they, they've upgraded their, their offensive line. Uh, they've been so much better, uh, you know, when they picked up Armstead and they got him from New Orleans, and he's been an anchor over there at that left tackle position. Obviously, it all starts with Connor Williams uh, up front as their center in the trenches, so they've been better. But they're a little bit banged up. They're banged up in their secondary right now, you know. Keon Crossan, um, their corner has been been banged up. Uh, Eric Rowe's been banged up. Their linebacker, uh, Jerome Baker, I believe, is banged up as well. They've They've had some issues. So... You know, maybe maybe they're able to get some things done. We'll wait and see. But uh, it is a grouping of weapons, and I think more so than just being able to cover Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle, it's going to be to whatever it is you're going to do. You're going to have to dial it up against Tua and get him, get him out of sorts, make him throw, make him make mistakes, and maybe get a turnover or two, and not turn the ball over. And I and they still have a legitimate shot at winning. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Uh, give us a shout because I'd love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. Um, the uh, Cheddar Ball says, yep, and they couldn't score 30 against a terrible Rams team. Slim hopes for the playoffs, but crazier things have happened. But they could have scored. That's just it. They could have scored. They were driving when Aaron Rodgers threw the pick, and they could have scored 30 had they actually punched it in at the end. And there was another drive that they let get through their fingers. I think it was just it was more the eluding of play calling than anything. Um, and the pack in the second half, the Packers could have actually continued to drive there too, but they could have scored thirty. They chose to take a knee with a couple of minutes left, but they were right there. I mean, they could have they could have punched it in if they wanted to, and had like I said. Now, granted, he threw the interception, but it was not. When I talk about uh, certain turnovers, there's certain turnovers that are caused because of, okay? When you hit Baker Mayfield as he's throwing the football and it floats into Rasul Douglas's arms, that is a defensive play that made you turn the ball over. Rodgers threw a bad pass. It was just a really errant pass because he thought that Alan Lazard was going to do something. So the, the only real turnover due to defense that they had was the Aaron Jones fumble. Got punched out. Good play by the defense. But Rodgers, if he doesn't throw that Aaron pass, if he hits Alan Lazard, moves the sticks and continues on, I bet you they score again there too. You know? 877-867-1670. Dave says, I don't know how much better you want Rodgers to play. He was 22 out of 30. With two or three throwaways, okay? And what I'm talking about, Dave, what I was explaining was if he continues to play that way and takes what the defense gives him, the errant pass, the turnover, not only was it an incomplete pass, but it was a turnover. And it was due to strictly a communication issue. It wasn't because the defense forced him to do something. He wasn't under duress. He didn't just toss it up, none of that. And and he needs to be almost perfect. He has had an inordinate amount of turnovers this year. The last time he's had 10 or more was go all the way back to 2010. It's been almost 13 years since we've seen him with this many turnovers. So one game, 22 out of 30, does not a season make. And it's been a season of consistency where he has turned the ball over. 
And we talked about it in the Chicago game when he threw one away, when he had a wide-open Randall Cobb. We talked about it the other night when he had a wide-open Alan Lazard. He's always looking for more if he just takes what's given to him at times. Not all the time, not all the time, but if you just take what's given to you. Because, again, Greg, Devontae, Jordy, they're not walking through that door. Just take and play within the realm of what it is you have as weaponry. There are times you expect more, but there are some times in the game that it's like, don't do that. Move the sticks. Pick up a first down. Continue to, to continue to do what you do. 877-867-167. Agree or disagree? Is this in any way sustainable? For the Packers where they're at right now. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley Davidson. HD.com. That is WISHD.com. For the Harley lover in your life, that's a last minute gift idea of any type. Stop into Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Go to WISHD.com to see all that it is they have to offer. But better yet, Highway 67, Oconomowoc, right between Milwaukee and Madison. They have great, great lineup of motor clothes. Parts, accessories, leathers. They have a clearance room, big clearance room with all kinds of stuff in the back. So if you're looking for anything for the Harley Lover on your gift list, uh, on your gift list, stop in and tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Bill Michael's show is brought to you by our, our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. We'll all be on the borders in uh, many different states. And no matter where it is you are listening to the program, there's one phone number to call, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. And if you're in, if you're in uh, Illinois, uh, call them because they can tell you the uh, location nearest you. If you're uh, right here in Milwaukee, there's one here in Milwaukee. If you're in Sheboygan. You're between Green Bay and Milwaukee. They have locations in both. If you got ED, low T, if you're looking to lose some weight, just feel better, look better, they can help you out. Why now why not make 2023 the year of you, a new you with new mail? Go 414-455-4451. Can't do anything if you don't call. Again, 414-455-4451. Let's do this. Uh, I want to get back uh, to the phone calls. And uh, just talk about whether or not uh, you see anything sustainable. Anything sustainable that the Packers did the other night or in the last couple of games that gives you insight for hope. 877-867-1670. Real quick, I, I want, before we get back into the phone. Phones are wide open, by the way. Uh, before we get back into the phones. This is from Chris. Chris says, uh, while I see things have gotten better, I don't, things have, I don't think things have gotten great. I think the Packers are an average to a below-average team at best, which is perplexing because at the beginning of the season, we thought they had a load of talent. So I ask you this, has the coaching gotten better? And is the coaching more sustainable? Because we know what the talent level is now. That's from Chris. That's a great question because we all believed the defense would be a lot better at the beginning of the season, right? We all did. We all bought in. And it hasn't been. But here's something to think about. And going back to uh, Cheddar Balls, who before who said, well, they couldn't score 30 on, you know, one of the worst teams in, in the National Football League. Think about this for a minute, though. They are sixth best in scoring 
over the last, I think it's five, four or five weeks, they have gotten better. They're the sixth best scoring offense over the last, I think it's five weeks now. So when you think about that, you're like, okay, well, maybe there is a trend there. Maybe think, and that's the reason Aaron Rodgers, when he was on McAfee, said, yeah, things are getting better. Things are getting better. And sometimes you hear him talk and you're like, well, maybe he's just saying things to, you know, blow smoke or try to pep guys up outside of the locker room. But no, statistically, they are better. They are getting better. Remember, for a long time, they were like this, like the 21st, 22nd scoring offense in the National Football League. And they've gotten steadily better as 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 the season is drawn on. So when you look at the offense, when you look at the ability to move the football, the ability to score, they have gotten better. The Packers went from, I think at one point they were 20th or something like that, or 18th, or and then they had all dropped all the way down. They were 20, I think, 7th or 28th in the league. They are averaging 18.3 points per game. And over the last few weeks, they've risen in almost two points per game on average, but they have been better specifically over the last four or five weeks. Uh, I take that back. Uh, last week, prior to the game on Monday night, they were ranked sixth over the last four weeks. They're now eighth over the last five weeks. But they still put up 28, or uh, yeah, 24. So think about that. 877 867 1671, hit us up, do it. Let's go back to Hector listening to us in on Alaska. Hector, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Doing good today. Uh, out, I work for FedEx, so I'm out delivering before the storm <laughs> hits. So, Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just figured I'd uh, chime in here quick. The, uh, that Finns fan is real confident coming out there on a three-game losing streak right now. And other right? than the last... The last game that they played against the Bills was like a three-point loss. Every other time that the Dolphins have lost this year, they've lost. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like a close game. And it's all about the press coverage up against those fast receivers and a little bit of pressure. Uh, Tua is still young. He's still developing. Yeah, he's doing good this year, but he's no, you know, Joe Montana. He's not at the top of his game. He's still developing. So I think it's going to be a closer game than expected as long as Joe Barry can call somewhat of an okay defensive scheme uh, like he did this past week. But uh, I was going to say, and you just touched on it, they are statistically they're way better than they were even just a couple weeks ago. And if you can keep A.J. Dillon running how he has been, like how can you stop that, man? That That's right. that's scary with him coming through the holes at, like that. So mm-hmm. I think they got a recipe for success. And the next couple games that they have, each of those teams, they've played before. They have, you can look back at the season and they each have like one or two games where they've just gotten blown out. So you don't have to completely change your scheme for each of them now that they have somewhat of a foundation, it seems like. So uh, that's all I got. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Stay safe out there. It's going to be uh, getting crazy on you. So hang in there. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, going back to week nine, the Packers were averaging 18.2 points per game through the first nine weeks of the season. That's from Jesse. Jesse, appreciate it. 
877-867-1670. Um, who else do we have here? This is from Hector. No, I already read that one. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul says, uh, hey, Bill, love the program. Love the picture of you and Mike at Lambeau Field. You guys have been doing it great for a long, long time. I think the Packers have gotten better offensively. It's whether or not the defense can hold a team in pressure-cooked moments. This team has not been able to get off the field consistently and has given up far too many yards late in ball games. Late first-half drives, late second-half drives have done this team in. The defense sucks, and I hope to God that even if we do win out, they still fire Joe Barry. It should not save his job. That I agree with. 100%. I still think regardless of what happens this season, I don't care. If, now, again, if this team all of a sudden they start shutting teams out and then the guys come out and say, no, 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 uh, Joe B., you know, as they call him, Joe B. suddenly uh, to, suddenly taught it right or we started understanding what was going on or, or what have you, uh, okay, you know, I, but I still hope that it doesn't save Joe Barry's job. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just uh, I, I think he's kind of – Burn that bridge and needs to go. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. I, I I can't see it, you know, hanging on to anything. You know what I mean? I I don't want to see Joe Joe Barry stick around. Uh, okay, so going back, uh, this is uh, from Casey. Casey said uh, the Packers were averaging eighteen point three points per game. Over the first nine weeks of the season, over the last five, they're averaging 26.6 points per game. You take away the 17-point game from a few weeks ago, and they're even better than that. They could have scored 30 this past week, uh, although they decided to take a knee at the goal line. Otherwise, that number would even go up from there. This team has been good offensively. People just aren't noticing it. They've been more committed to the run game, too. So, I mean, that's a hell of a jump. Because if you go back, okay, if they were over the last five weeks, okay, over the last five weeks, say, if if you were on average with that pretty much all season, you would be sixth in the NFL. You would be behind Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas, Buffalo, and you'd be right there in between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Buffalo averages, averages 27.5 points per game on average. Cincinnati averages uh, 26.4 game, points per game on average. So if the Packers, with what they've been doing over the last five weeks, were able to sustain that throughout a season, that that's where they would be. They would be in the top five in scoring. That's the kind of number they've been putting up. Dolphins sitting right now 24.6 points per game, the Dolphins have. 26.6 points per game. And over the last three games, they scored 29 against the Bills. Prior to that, though, they put up 17 against the Chargers and 17 against the 49ers. They struggled. They got beat 37, or 33-17, 23-17, and 32-29. Prior to that, though, <laughs> the four games prior, they beat the Lions 31-27, beat the Bears 35-32, beat the uh, Browns 39-17, uh, and then the Texans 30-15. But that's the Texans, that's the Browns, that's the Bears. The 31 points they put on the Lions, that's right about the time the Lions started to get hot, and then they struggled with the Steelers winning that game 16-10. to Prior to that, they lost three straight, 15, 17, and 16 points were the points that they scored, 27-15 against the Bengals, 40-17 they lost against the Jets, and 24-16 they lost against the Vikings. So they have been, as the caller put it, when they lose, they lose. When they win, they can put up 30-plus points per game. You know? 
Uh, 100%. Miami is going to be a playoff game. 100% agree with that sentiment. Uh, this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire uh, in Peshtigo, Wisconsin is the winery, but you can find them in local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. Ask for it not by name. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Great stuff. I enjoy the Moscatos. Their ciders are great. Uh, they've got an award-winning Merlot, but if you're looking for wine of any type, go local. That is our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. selling houses but 2023 promises to be a uh, hopefully a better year but uh, what i'm told is go ahead and get the properties now or refi now or what have you and uh, then you can get it done secure and probably with less rise in overall cost and then when the interest rates begin to fall you refinance uh lisa lee ortel real estate they can help you with all your real estate needs whether you're looking to buy or sell or invest follow her on facebook or you can just email her at lisamoveswi at gmail.com. lisamoveswi at gmail.com. Call her, doesn't matter where, 414-617-6798. 414-617-6798. They have a team of experts over there. They can help you get uh, that 1% closing cost. If you do it now, before the end of the year, they can get you up to a $3,000 closing cost credit as well on loans that are still closed this year. She can also uh, help you out if you're uh, part of the VA. She understands VA loans really, really well, which is awesome. Works with a lot of veterans. Uh, her husband is a veteran, as a matter of fact. She's also a certified condo specialist. So uh, if you're going to get a hold of her, go to lisamoveswi at gmail.com, lisamoveswi at gmail, gmail.com, or just simply call 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798, and uh, she can help you out. That's Lisa Lee Ortel. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. What is sustainable about this team? Douglas writes, uh, hey, Unit, I love the fact that the offense has been better. If we can just get the defense up to the same level, I think this team has a legitimate shot. Maybe this team is morphing into the team we thought it should be at the beginning of the season. They're just doing it at the end of the season. I agree with you. Is it too little, too late? Too late? Most likely. But at least at this point, they are giving us hope. Uh, Jeff says, I think the offense is still light years away from where it needs to be. They don't have the legitimate downfield threat. Christian Watson is still learning. I believe he's good, and I believe he will be a very good receiver. At least that's what he has shown. But I I still think he is not there yet. That's from Jeff. Uh, What else do we have here for you real quick? Um, No, I'm not going to do that. It's, It's all Dolphins all the time. It talks about Tua being great, and he's on the cusp of being a MVP. No, he's not. He's he's not an MVP. Oh, Bill, have you heard of Tua non? Uh, no, God, no. It's the it's the dark community of Dolphins fans that bring up statistics that only Tua has done, therefore showing that yeah. he is the greatest quarterback ever. Tua non. Okay. Tua non. There you go. 
Uh, it's funny how you can bring that up, but yet nobody's really saying two is in the MVP for conversation. <laughs> I mean, he was until he started yeah, right? stinking briefly. Uh, Joseph says the last time I thought the Dolphins were good, Star Wars was the hit. Saturday Night Fever was pretty good, and so was the Bad News Bears. They were all playing at the cinema at the same time. Until then, <laughs> they have been a train wreck. No, Dan Marino actually had some good days, and they they actually had a little bit of excitement not that long ago in Miami. But they have been bad for a long time. I agree with you. They Miami has not really been Miami since going back to the Don Shula days. Let's be honest. Not consistently. <laughs> really? That's what we had to go back to? Star Wars, Saturday Night Fever, Charlie Brown, and Bad News Bears? Man. Ben, you weren't even born then. I don't think so. Yeah, it goes back to the original Star Wars. <laughs> And he says, uh, all this talk has me fired up, but I got to live in reality. I hate to say, but I think the Packers season comes to an end this Sunday. While I want to see, I want to see the Packers win, my family and I will be huddled around presents and the tube. I still don't think it happens, but it would be a great Christmas gift if Aaron Rodgers could pull one out of his ass, play extremely well, not have bad reads, and win this game. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Oh, my goodness. Um uh, Chuck says, uh, so many people keep saying that they could have scored 35 points or they should have scored or a few more turnovers and things like that. The fact remains that they didn't until they start doing things they could have done. They will remain a mediocre team. Well, okay, let Chuck, the point was they could have scored 30. They took a knee. They took a knee to end the game. Otherwise, they would have. So it's not like they got stopped. Okay, let's okay, take the turnover out of it. They still could have scored 30. They didn't because they chose they chose not to. My point is they chose not to. Rodgers made an ill-advised just horrifically bad pass. What I said was teams didn't stop them, they stopped themselves. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, the Packers had four shots at the end zone and couldn't punch it in. That's not that that that's you know that's a good defense that shut them down. My point is they took a knee. Rodgers has had some ill-advised passes and turned the ball over an inordinate amount of times this year, just kind of throwing it up because what the hell, right? So I agree with you, but the facts are the facts. Over the last five games, they're scoring on average 26.6 points per game, which would make them sixth best in the, or fifth best in the National Football League. They're eighth best over the five-week period. That's a fact. They were averaging 18.3 points per game prior to. So they have, they have gotten better. That's undeniable. And that puts them in the top top 10, the top third of the league, so that is not mediocre. What is mediocre is the defense has had a propensity to just forget how to tackle, to play way off the ball, to give up first downs like they're Pez out of a Pez dispenser. They have lived by death by a thousand cuts now through games they have lost. But in the last couple of games, they have played better. Granted, they're against terrible teams. I, I 100% agree with that. 
but that but the but the rest of that's undeniable. You know what I mean? Dwayne says, "Why did uh, teams go away from a stud blocking fullback?" They replaced him. They replaced him with a tight end. Uh, they replaced him with another wideout. They replaced it. They don't feel it's a necessary uh, thing. Uh, if you got a tight end, they can give you a couple of chip blocks and still get out in, in space for a pass, for play action. But uh, the only time you see any type of fullback used in the National Football League anymore is usually goal line when you need that extra blocker, that extra beef. It's the only time you see it anymore. That's it. Most of the time, though... Fullbacks, they have, they have, <laughs> excuse me, morphed into tight end play more so than anything. I've been trying to ask that all season, Bill. Packers, well, why don't they use it? Because yeah, they don't have a what? fullback. Well, they do, though. That's Josiah DeGuara. Oh, right, right, right. Right? Right? All the Swiss Army you, you Yeah, you don't see John Kuhn anymore. He's not, they, they don't have that guy. Not many teams do. They've replaced all of that. They have gone to, you know, others in regards to, uh, like I said, an extra wideout or a tight end that they can keep as a chip blocker and still spring out into the flat to catch passes. They're they're multi-versatile weapons. So that's the reason. Not necessarily do I agree with it, but that's the reason. And... If they split out a tight end or they split out a, an extra wide out, that's an extra defender that has to go out with them, which takes another guy out of the box. So that's part of the reason they do it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends. It's best Italian food you're ever going to stick in your grill. Sandra, I was just texting uh, back and forth with Gino uh, yesterday. They got a, uh, a veterans event coming up. I'm going to give you some more details on but uh, they're going to have it's uh, it's basically they're 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 supporting a group of people that are going to sleep out in the cold in February to raise awareness for homeless vets. And uh, he said, look, we support it. Can you give it some love? And I said, I would. So I'm going to give you some details when we come back. But you want a great Italian food and a terrific group of people. That is our friends at Calderon Club in San Giorgio on Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, right across the street from the Hyatt. They pair uh, up some of the specials with Cider Boys. They love you to come in, try it. Spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna. The uh, eggplant is fantastic as an appetizer. It is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And don't forget about the vanilla bean cheesecake afterwards, but everything in between is just absolutely awesome. Go over to San Giorgio, the authentic Napoletana Pizzeria. Uh, the pizzas are handmade right there in front of you. They're great, great place to go. Either place is fantastic. Old World, 3rd Street, downtown, right across the street from the Hyatt. That's San Giorgio and Calderon Club. You can't go wrong. They pair it up with our friends up in Point, and that is uh, Cider Boys. Great stuff on both accord. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a late afternoon practice as they head this weekend to Miami to face the Dolphins. The team got some good news that running back A.J. Dillon did not suffer a concussion on Monday night against the Rams, so he's cleared to play this weekend. Packers rookie receiver Christian Watson talked about what it was like being covered by the Rams' trash-talking defensive back Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, I, I think it was a good battle. Uh, I mean, any opportunity for me to go up against a corner of his caliber and 
Um, and, you know, obviously just work on my technique, you know, against his. You know, that's, that's exactly what I'm playing at this level for, um, you know, to compete and, you know, to challenge guys. And, and obviously, you know, he's a, he's a guy. So, you know, it was, it was a great battle. Keyshawn Nixon had another good week as the kick returner and apparently has been lobbying to get some snaps in as the slot receiver on offense at Coach Matt LaFleur. No, no, I know. He's been talking to you, though, because he's been talking to me every day about that. So he saw that, that screen pass that New England ran a couple of weeks ago that where they threw it to their, their punt returner, and he took it to the house. And so ever since then, it's I can go in there. And Jair Alexander was asked, after beating the Rams and facing the Dolphins next, what's his goal for this week? One game at a time, you know. One game at a time. Three left, but one game at a time. That's the goal. That's Packers defensive back Jair Alexander. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Good to have you, our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, reminding you all to have an incredible holiday season. And uh, you spend time with friends, family, enjoy yourself. And then when you get back out, you need to uh, go out and just to get out and move around a little bit, maybe have some good food, a beverage, watch a game, Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. They're a place to come before, after, even during uh, your New Year's Eve celebration as well. So don't forget about Social House, H-A-U-S. You can follow them on Facebook, and they're on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Kind of actually a little bit closer to Brookfield, but technically Menominee Falls. But... uh, but stop in and tell them we said hi. Dandel has got a great uh, great place here. They've expanded it. Uh, the parking lot's bigger, better, more parking. And uh, the people there are just great. It's just, it, it's a really good neighborhood place to go, without a doubt. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, J- uh, Jason says, hey, Bill, you know what I hate? I hate when Rodgers overthrows a Lazard receiver who is sitting in a uh, pocket and what could have been maybe uh, turned into a touchdown, but at the very least a first down. But then calls out Watson on TV by saying, run right routes, score touchdowns. How about throw right passes, score touchdowns? Why can't he be more humble and not be so quick to throw jabs at his players? Thanks. It's literally one of the dumbest stories I've I've read. (laughs) Goes back to the hand signal story we talked about earlier this year, which is – Okay, let me let me address your 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 question over on uh, the Bud Light live stream first. Um, the he has been more humble this year. He has been. He's been more humble than in years past. He has talked more about this was on me. I did this. It starts with me. He he. I've always said if you're pointing out your own flaws, it's no big deal. Now some people like to hear quarterbacks just say it's on me. I got to play better. And leave everybody else out of it. Um, Rogers has traditionally not done that, but on on the other hand, you ask a question and look for honest answers. And sometimes we don't like the answers, but the answers are real. This guy ran a bad route. This guy did this. This guy did that. I did this. I did that. When all we want to hear is it's on me. It starts with me. It ends with me. I have to be better. I have to play better. I'm the the reigning MVP. I got to do this. I got to do that. That's what we want to hear. But we ask a question, we get an honest answer. If a guy ran a wrong round, he ran a wrong round, you know. But I agree with you. I would look because Rogers the other night said, "Well, he thought I was going to throw him, you know, th- throw him into the position where I thought I was going to throw him downfield." You know what he could have said was, 
he sat in the open zone, and I just thought he was going to continue on, and I threw a bad pass. That's probably the better explanation. That's probably the better wording for it. But I agree with you. There's times where Rodgers comes off as the, it's never my fault, it's everybody else. The, and also, don't forget, he has created that reputation. So even if he came out today and said, you know what, everything this season's pretty much been on me. I should have been here. I should have done this. I should have done that. We would all say, ah, oh, now he's saying it. That's great. And then the very next time he says, yeah, Christian Watson ran, you know, this route that he was supposed to go in instead of out. And, and we'd all say he never takes, never takes the blame. He has taken the blame this year. We've, we have pointed that out specifically to say, look, he is taking blame. He has said this. It starts with him. But I agree with you. You'd like to just, you know, when you ask an honest question, sometimes you're not really looking for an honest answer. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I you know. Going back to, by the way, going back to that, that quote that Rodgers just had that Ben played, uh, there's been a lot of traction, I guess, on that story. Now, when we had uh, um, Kaylin, what was her first name, Ben? Kaylin Collar, I believe. I will. Collar, yeah. Yeah, Kaylin. So when we had Kaylin, who wrote for The Athletic, wrote the story, she was very honest. She said, look, this is not a rip piece on Rodgers. And I wonder if Rodgers read the whole thing. I would assume he did, but I don't know. Um, This is not a rip piece. This is basically, this is what he does. This is what he kind of demands. This is what other, you know, other guys talked about. It's not like Roger said, that's the biggest nothing, like it never happened. Right? He never said that. Because everybody, even Randall Cobb in that piece admitted to it. So, yeah, this is what you do. But you got to get on his level. And, you know, as Roger said, ah, it's the biggest story about nothing and, uh, you know, whatever. But one thing in that story he never addressed he never addressed the when guys feel that he's unapproachable. When guys feel like, yeah, you can't, I, I feel intimidated. I can't talk to this guy. He didn't address, what he addressed was, oh, God, everybody does it. Yeah, we talk about hand signals. I've used some of the old ones. I've used some of the new ones. I've mixed it. Okay. But it wasn't just about that. It was also a story of if they don't get these signals right, if they don't learn them all, if they don't understand everything, they seem to fall into your doghouse. That was part of the story, and that was never addressed. That was never addressed. That was never discussed because that's the way some of these guys feel. Go ahead, Ben. We could, I mean, we could play it again. We talked about it yesterday. As I've reviewed the whole interview with McAfee, it really mm-hmm. just felt like he was trying to discredit Kalen and the entire story. Right. Where, as she described, it can't be a hit piece if nobody's anonymous. It was literally right. all your current and former players talking about things that happened, which inherently right. is it's relevant information. He was trying to basically, I agree with you, he was trying to make it sound like that was a, a completely farce piece. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Everybody in this thing is quoted. Nobody hid from a, a, anything. Even Randall Cobb is quoted in this. Everybody knew what she was talking about. But, and, and you know, maybe he just read the headline about the death stare. You know, maybe he just said, ah, oh, that's a joke. Well, maybe he didn't read the whole thing. I don't know. We got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.